0: Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com pro screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: We have finally made it to episode 70, All-Star Week of the 2021 baseball season. We are recording this episode on Monday, the night of the Home Run Derby. Uh, we're recording it prior to the Home Run Derby, so we're going to offer some of our predictions here. And we're going to offer some predictions and, and kind of thoughts on the All-Star Game. Um, obviously, this is going to go up post-Home Run Derby and All-Star Game, so just want to preface a lot of the stuff we're going to say with we haven't seen anything yet. We're all we're just gonna give off our predictions and see how right we are. But to change up a little for this episode, for the sake of what our topic is gonna be, let's lead off instead of with the topic. We're gonna lead off with our uh, number one piece of news, um, and that is the MLB MLB amateur draft. Uh the twenty twenty one MLB amateur draft kicked off with the first pick by the Pittsburgh Pirates being catcher Henry Davis from Louisville. Henry Davis hit three seventy with a four eighty two on base, a six sixty three slugging this season with 15 home runs and seven more walks than he had strikeouts. Uh, Jack Leiter ended up actually being drafted second overall by the Rangers uh, after much hype surrounding his draft chances. So those, I have the first two picks of the draft. Frank has the first five, so he can give you the other three guys uh, that followed Jack Leiter in the draft.
1: Yeah, he had, uh, I believe it was Detroit, took Jackson mm-hmm. that's the third pick. Uh, the Red Sox took Marcella Meyer, or Mayer, who most believe that were probably the best player in the draft. And the Orioles took Colton Cowser. Orioles have been doing a, a plan that the Astros used actually when they were rebuilding uh, to draft somebody for money slot or money allotted mm-hmm. players, where like a certain player you could pick and they won't, you don't have to sign them for as much money. Mm-hmm. It's like a weirder thing. Oh yeah, it yeah. You, save money for you to draft someone higher later, and just to give you a, a case in point for that, the Astros did that. Mm-hmm. They got Correa, and then by getting Correa. They were able to um, get Lance McCullers
0: oh, okay. by doing the strategy, right? Yeah.
1: So you can get two higher guys instead of getting like that one, like that real big one. Get like the f- the first player and like the tenth player. You can get like the fourth player and like the seventh player. Oh, okay, kind yeah, of thing yeah, where it's yeah. Okay. So that makes kind sense. Of what the Orioles are doing? So uh, not a, not a bad pick for them, though.
0: No, yeah, they um they've got a nice farm system building up, and they actually, even though their their record really doesn't reflect it, they have some nice talent on the team with Ryan Mountcastle, Mullins, oh, yeah. you know, they have Adley Rushman kind of waiting in the wing. They have, uh, you know, Trey Mancini's having a great year. So, I mean, they have some talent. It's just, you know, they'll put it back together at some point. Um. So then, uh, actually, before we go into our other piece of news, let's hit our topic of conversation today. And it centers around, obviously, you know, the All-Star game and kind of the All-Star week. And uh, what we're seeing in the recent, you know, the recent days here and leading up to the All-Star game is, that we see a higher level of players actually opting out of the All-Star game. Now, in the past, this is no strain. It's no stranger to the All-Star game in baseball that players get hurt, or if they have kind of a nagging little injury that not necessarily put them on the IL, they kind of just take the days off for rest. Um, so it's no, you know, different thing for All-Stars to be out of the game, but it's weirder this year that they're just straight up opting out. And like usual, Frank brings our topic, so I'll kind of let him kind of lead off and give more context around that. Because I, uh, you know, I, I don't know the exact players that have opted out. Because sometimes there's just a flurry of them at once, so I don't know if you have any more any like players in mind that you know opted out that you kind of questioned, or I know there's you know in particular the ones that I kind of turned my eye to were the Astros, but that more in my mind just made sense from uh, of the thing of they were going to probably get booed. And like you said to me, the clubhouse thing, them being in the clubhouse with all the other guys. So there's a little bit more of a, of a storyline there, but there are a lot of, of guys opting out of the All-Star game. So I, I don't know what you, you're yeah, kind of thinking with yeah, this.
1: Yeah, I just think that this year um, there's been more players to just say, no, I'm not playing. than mm. just like, hey, I'm hurt, or hey, I want this, or, or whatever. It's just I, like, hey, I'm not playing this year. Okay, he's seen Mookie Betts, Correa, Altuve, Molina. You know, Melina is an older guy, so maybe, but possibility of maybe his last All-Star game. He's not, a, you know, he's opted out. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot of guys who are just opting out, which I think is weird. I agree. Uh, which is just not. I feel like if you're gonna opt out, then when the voting first started, you should be like, hey, well, I get voted in, I'm probably not playing. Like I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be there. Mm. So this way, you could take them. Like, oh, that's fine. Take them off the ballot. So people not, aren't aren't using their vote or wasting their vote for a guy who's not gonna play. Like, yeah, you get it. Like, oh, we want the best players there. Or we're the best guys. Or And the players, are, they don't want to say that because they want their All-Star game to go on their accolades and to go on their career numbers. Well, I was 10-time All-Star. But if you're not going to go play, or at least contempl- you know, think about playing, then why be on the ballot? Right. So I think that's where we're at. That's why I wanted to bring it up. It's like we're kind of hurting other players and, you know, the game, the growing game. If you're a big-name guy and you just don't want to go play, like Correa or Altuve, Mookie um, bets just for you don't want to go play that, that. That's okay, but tell tell somebody. Right. Yeah. So you you know you get these guys dropping out. It's, it's just you know they, they still want the All Star game accolade. It's just um, you know it, fans only get you know nothing. They only get a certain amount of votes. They do only get a certain amount, but you do get a lot. But you would vote for someone else or a more deserving guy or whatever it is. You know, and that's just you know it's it's a shame to see some guys drop out <clears throat> just just for the idea of opting out. Especially because most teams, the Yankees and the Red Sox, are the only team to only get three days off. Most teams are going to get four days off. So, I I, I don't know. I, I think also it has a big thing to do with how the game's not impactful for the World Series, which has changed it. That's true. But also in the past, players wanted to be in the, in the All-Star game because you were playing with the best players, and then you could try to show it off and beating them. So, I don't think that's as much as the case anymore. As um, much as like it is an expedition game, go out and have fun and show up and, and enjoy your, your buddies you made along the way. On well, back in the day, it was like, uh, I still want to win. I still got to win, and I'm going to hate you until the game's over. So that's, that's a change. And it's a change in all sports, really, for the good or the bad. But yeah. I think that's a big part, too, why people opting out. It's like, oh, there's no point in me going to play.
0: Yeah. Plus, I wonder, to the point you brought up with, why wouldn't you just, you know, realistically, you know you're not going to play in the All-Star game. Why not just say, hey, I'm not going to be playing, so put someone else in there that's going to play and probably deserves to play. I wonder too, you know, contracts have a lot of incentives. You know, say guy makes an all star game. He don't say nothing. He makes the all star game even though he had no real intention of playing it. So he gets an extra bonus in his in his contract, you know. Or the team has you know, obviously they want more all stars, whether they're playing or not, it's just to say, Hey, we we had five All Stars on our team.
1: Yeah, or Only, sell the All Star jerseys or yeah, whatever they want to do with them. Yeah,
0: so I'm sure there's there's stuff behind the scenes that we don't really that makes sense. That we don't really know about. Um, I'm sure that plays a factor into it. It's just weird. You would think a lot of guys would just want to, even if they don't play or something, they just be there. And there's, um, you know, guys move around teams so much. There's you know, a lot of camaraderie with with ball players. You know, they all know each other. They probably hang out, golf together, whatever. You know, even if they're on different teams. So it's just weird to me that a lot of guys would opt out of it. It just seems like a really cool weekend and a really cool chance, unless you're a really, like, like high-level guy like a Mike Trout or, or, like, an Aaron Judge or or uh, Xander Bogart's the guy that's there every year. It could be, like, one of your, maybe, like, one, two, three chances to be there. Oh, yeah. It's just, you know, but so... it's
1: a shame because you got a guy, you know, if, if Trout was healthy, yeah, you know, like Adam Frazier, mm-hmm. I mean, he ain't seen Trout much. It'd be great to go be in a game with Trout or, or go see him and then, you know how it was back in the day, guys for were just... Like uh, like who is yeah, this guy's bigger than life and I get to go meet him and be in the locker room with him and hang out with him for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of miss that with some younger guys like Vlad and guys like that. You know, you, you don't get that like boy, this is, you know, this is a guy. Mhm. So yeah, uh, that's true. Also, it takes away from you know it's not for nothing, but what was it ninety eight or ninety nine All Star game ninety
0: nine. Yeah, ninety nine with that's that the greatest All Star game of all time. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. you didn't have no one opt out then. No. You know, and it's it would be great to have a big another moment like that. We have all the best guys mm. there, but if you're going to opt out, it takes away from that. So, you know, it is what it is, but I, I hope that we don't continue to see opt out all the time, because then you will get, you know, a lot of guys it all-star games who their stats don't really make sense, because you had 17 catchers drop out. Yeah. Well, you know, now you got back-end guys making the all-star game. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. I think it might just be a one-year-off kind of thing.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I hope it, it doesn't – it's not a trend that continues because I like seeing – even if – um you know, for we've talked a lot about how we don't like guys that just – if they're a name, they make the All-Star team. I don't like that, or if they start it. But, you know, it kind of gives an opportunity for a guy that is really good every year. Like you said, maybe a veteran presence that's there that young guys will only maybe get to talk to once or twice in their career. They miss out on that. You know, it's just – it's just, I don't know. It seems almost not disrespectful, but it seems like uh, you don't care about in some ways to some players, um, depending on how they do it. Uh, it seems like you don't care that you're an all star, that you don't care to go, you don't care to be around your other, you know, your fellow ball players. You know, not that every player is like that, m- nor even many. It's just, you know, some guys do it in a way that you kind of wonder if they're just like, meh, I'm better than that, so I don't need to be there. Yeah. You know, so. That, you know, you never know what maybe ulterior motives people have and in in their decision-making, and but it's just cool to see. We do have most of the guys there starting and, and a lot of the big stars of the game, so at the end of the day, I guess it's all right. But uh, with that, on to our next two pieces of news that center around the All-Star game and uh, All-Star week. So number two in the news, Otani, again, is a big piece of news. Uh, Shohei Otani is actually starting the All-Star game as the starting pitcher, and he is batting leadoff for the American League. Um obviously, like we said, this episode goes up a day, a day after the All Star game. We're recording it a day before the All Star game, but just the prospect of seeing the same player uh, start on like both sides of the ball for the All Star, uh, the All Star game is pretty historic, and um, and I think it's really cool that we have a player like that in the league, and he's playing at this level this year. Obviously, he's gonna he's gonna go up against uh, he's gonna go up against Scherzer. So you have Otani versus Scherzer It's a pretty good matchup. Scherzer's no stranger to the All Star game, obviously. I don't think he's a stranger to starting the All Star game. I think he's done it. What maybe this is like his third time or something? I don't even know. Something like that, I'm not sure exactly. So yeah, just cool, uh, cool stat with Otani facing off against a big time pitcher. So it'll be great to see. And uh, like I said, when this goes up, you'll have already seen it. But uh, we're you know we're all really excited about it. Uh, number three, and probably probably my favorite part of the whole All Star break. All-Star week is the Home Run Derby. Uh, tonight, as of recording this episode, the Home Run Derby will see uh, Shohei Otani face off against Juan Soto, Joey Gallo versus Trevor Story, Matt Olson versus Trey Mancini, and Salvador Perez facing off against uh, Pete Alonso, the defending champ. Uh, again, you would have already seen who's won. You know, this is going to be a little bit, I'm going to throw my predictions out here. My, me personally, I think the Derby is the most exciting All-Star event in sports. I think Next closest is probably the dunk contest. I think for a lot of people, that's that's big too. Shoot you know, Shootout and all the basketball stuff. But I'm going to offer some of my predictions here. So in the first round, um, or well, however, they, I don't know how they do it, but I'm just going to say for, for my sake the first round, uh, Juan Soto versus Shohei Otani. I'm going Juan Soto. I know that's like pretty ridiculous. I know people are like, well, that just doesn't make any sense. But I think Juan Soto is such a pure hitter. I think that he can beat Otani. And that's my big upset. I think that Otani easily could win it all. I think any of these guys really could win it all. But I think that Juan Soto is such a pure hitter. I think that he could really just put balls out and people would be surprised. He may not crush the ball like Otani or or some of these other guys, but I think he can just poke it over the wall anywhere he wants, any anytime he wants. So I, I actually am going with Juan Soto over Otani. Uh, number two, I got Joey Gallo over Trevor Story. Trevor Story being the hometown guy, uh, I could easily see him advancing. I don't really see him winning it, but I could see him definitely beating Joey Gallo. But I think the tear that Joey Gallo has been on, and just his his ability to hit home runs in a home run derby, is just I think gives him such an advantage. Uh, number three, I have Matt Olson over Trey Mancini. I love Trey Mancini, but Matt Olson's just an absolute crusher, and I think that he's gonna. I think that might be one of your more lopsided uh, rounds. And then finally, I have Pete Alonso uh, over Salvador Perez. Defending champs just got a lot of lot a lot of power. I think Salvador Perez does too, but Alonso's just really a pure power hitter. Then in the second round, I have Juan Soto uh, beating Pete Alonso. Again, I just think that Juan Soto is really just going to surprise people. Again, not that Alonso, like I said, with Otani, not that there are any pushovers. I just think Juan Soto's just such a really good pure hitter. Um, I think he'll do a good job. Uh and then in the on the other side of the bracket, I have Matt Olson beating Joey Gallo. Really, I think that's probably your juggernaut match. Matt Olson versus Joey Gallo is like a match made in heaven for home run hitters. But I do think that Matt Olson just has a better overall swing than Gallo. Gallo has the home run swing, but Matt Olson's just a better hitter overall. Um, and I think that'll shine through for uh, for that round. Then finally, my overall final round is going to be Matt Olson versus Juan Soto. And while I think that Juan Soto puts on a show, I think that Matt Olson ultimately comes out on top. And uh, I think that. I think that Matt Olson provides some of the most stellar home runs in the in it in the whole show. I think that between him, Joey Gallo and and I think maybe your other guy is Otani or Trevor Story putting up the biggest show. You know, we've seen in the past guys didn't necessarily win like a Josh Hamilton but put on the best show. You know, Vlad Guerrero 2019 junior. You know, people don't forget those performances. You almost forget that Justin Morneau won that Josh Hamilton Derby. You know, so I could see that happening with some of these guys, but I have Matt Olson winning it all. Um, he's just, I think he's just best built for this home run derby here. That's that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, uh, I I think uh, Otani in the first round, Otani beat Soto. You know, I just think that he'll be able to uh, you know edge that out. Uh, I do think, uh, I believe I did pick end up picking Gallo in, in a bracket for, for him to beat Story. But I think, uh be honest, I really think Story's going to win. I think the hometown guys always win the first round. So I think Story beats Gallo. You have Olsen versus Trey Mancini. I believe Olsen wins that. Um, just more uh, of a power hitter, and um, that's my guy. And then you have uh, Salvador Perez uh, matching up against uh,
0: Pete, Alonzo. Pete
1: Alonzo. I think Pete Alonzo win that uh he you know, just seems like he's built for you know hitting them high fly balls. Mm. Um, but Salvador press is going uh, to surprise some people, I think. But I think mm. uh, Alonso uh, etched that out, uh, which would lead us with um, you know Matt Olson versus Trevor Story in the but, second round.
0: Well, you have. Did you already say you have Olson over Mancini? you just yeah, not it. No, I said oh, that. Okay, I was going to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that would put Olson versus Story. Um yep. I would believe Olson. Olson wins that. You know, hometown hero and he gets you so far. And then Otani beats Alonzo, which would be a great final round, mm-hmm. which would leave us with Matt Olsen over, you know, Matt Olson and Otani, and I got Matt Olsen beating Otani. And, that, you know, I think that would be a great uh, home run derby, and I, I just hope Matt Olsen wins because uh, he's a guy who really doesn't have uh, a name in MLB much for some reason because he's maybe, you know, on the, with the A's and or whatever. He's not a big market or, you know, Matt Chapman's also there or whatever. So I think tonight will be a good night to get him kind of, into um, the you know the eyes of of the uh, MLB fans.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, I I agree. I think that Matt Olson's just the best best built, and hopefully he does get some more attention on the more general baseball fan. Um, and I think that your best rounds, for sure, could be an Olson versus Otani, or uh, like I said, an Olson versus Gallo. You know, these really just juggernauts of power that that we got in the league right now. So we'll see what happens. I'm very, I'm really excited. Like I said, by the time you hear this, you're probably already like, well, Salvador Perez won or something weird. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, yeah, it should be, it should be good. Uh, home runs Derby always great to watch. Um, Absolutely. So a little bit of news I want to throw out there. We have Pablo Lopez broke the record for most consecutive strikeouts to start a game. The record was eight. He had nine yesterday, uh, Sunday. Uh, we had the Rays last week um, combined for uh, a team – uh, special achievement, I guess they call it. Uh, they had a, a no-hitter, combined no-hitter a seven-inch game, so it's just that special achievement. <coughs> We've seen that once already. Yep. And uh, they have Fletcher currently on a 24-game hit streak. Batting like 460-something, I believe, in that hit streak.
0: Unbelievable. Uh, so
1: he's really um, just tearing the cover off the ball. Um, if that Angels team can get Trout back, you know, they could definitely make a late push here for, or a second-half push for the for uh, wild-card spot at the very least. So, yeah, uh, Yeah, that's that's the little bit of news I want to throw out there. Other than you know we got the home run derby an all star game, futures game, celebrity all star game, or celebrity softball game. So it's always uh, it's always a good couple days here to uh, you know to see uh, the big names in a little bit different atmosphere and different uh, you know perspective.
0: Yeah, it's good to have it back. We didn't have it last year, so it's very good that we finally have it back. And we have fans and the whole the whole nine. So to wrap up the news, we have our usual. Who's doing the best right now? Um, so the Giants own the best still own the best record in the league at 57 and 32. Uh, Dodgers are right behind them at 56 and 35. Over in the American League, the Astros and the Red Sox are tied for the best record uh, at 55 and 36 with the White Sox right behind them at 54 and 35. So that's how the first half shakes out as far as your records. And your playoff leaders and division leaders specifically um, shake out as follows. Uh, in the AL East, Red Sox are your division leaders uh, at the break. In the AL Central, it's the White Sox. In the AL West, it's the Astros. In the NL East, it's the Mets. In the NL Central, it's the Brewers. In the NL West, it's the Giants. Your two AL wildcard teams are the Rays and the A's, uh, with the Rays hosting the game. And the NL wildcard is the Dodgers and the Padres. It would be one hell of a game at Dodgers. So, that's how your first half shakes out as far as what you're looking at as far as playoff, you know, possible uh, overlook, and uh, your division people. So, uh, if you told me the Giants have the best record in the whole league at the break, I just don't, I don't even, even the Red Sox, having the best record in the AL, I just don't.
1: Yeah, hold your breath on the Giants still. (laughs) So... Yeah, some teams I want to mention have been hot of late. uh, The White Sox, Astros, Angels, Phillies, Reds, and Giants. And some teams who have been struggling a bit here going to a a crucial part of the year coming up on the deadline. Uh, The Indians, the Orioles, the Royals, Nationals, and the Cubs. Um, And those teams, especially Indians, Nats, and Cubs, they definitely have some big pieces that could be on the move here right right before the deadline. So, you know, have a, you know, take a look out for them because, you know, there's just big names on those teams that could be moved, Scherzer, Rizzo and guys like that. So, um, you know, those are are the hot and cold teams I want to throw out there.
0: Yeah. The big team that came out and said and reported as being sellers is the Cubs. That's, that was probably a big piece of news we, we missed there. So if you're a Cubs fan, I I guess you're not really surprised, even though the team's performing the team really for the good part of the first uh, half was performing really well. So, but yeah, the Cubs are, are the really notable sellers here at the deadline who kind of could have gone either way. And uh, we'll see what happens from there. Uh, Let's move on to our segment. Who's hot and who's not. Um, We'll start with the hot players as we usually do. Uh, I have the two players of the week, as I usually try to try to have Uh, your first player of the week in the AL is David Fletcher, who over the last week batted 6.36 with a 1000 slugging and a 1636 OPS. And even for him, a 1000 slugging, I mean, granted, his average was 636, but still.
1: He had his first two home runs of the year this week. Actually, Saturday and Sunday, he had his first two home runs of the year.
0: There you go. So his slugging's up a little bit. He's just hitting the cover off the ball. Uh, Number two, the NL player of the week is A.J. Pollock. Had a little bit of a a surprise there because A.J. Pollock has been a little disappointing with the Dodgers as of, you know, as of his contract. Uh, But he batted five hundred over the last week with a thirteen thirty three slugging and a nineteen oh five OPS. So, again, hitting the cover off the ball. Uh, Number three, Brandon Crawford batted 600 over the last week with an 8.50 slugging and a 14.41 OPS. A big reason that the Giants have been good this year. The the, the hitting, guys like him and Posey and and them have been hitting well. Uh, Number four, Stalin Castro, 5.45 average over the last week with a 6.82 slugging and a 12.42 OPS. And number five, John Nagowski batting 500 over the last week with a 5.82 slugging and 11.22 OPS. Yeah,
1: those guys... uh... I had a couple of them on my list here. Um, some guys that I want to throw throw on there or add to your list there. Uh, Paul Goldsmith had a good go over here. Uh, Tim Anderson, who surprisingly made his first All-Star game. As a repl- he was a replacement, but as his first All-Star game, after the th- last three years he's had, you'd think he would have made it. That's weird. Um, and Garrett Cooper. Mm-hmm. Been um, been playing good over the last uh, seven days or so. And some pitchers to look out for. Uh, Luis Castillo. Pitching pretty good after the first month or so, month and a half of the year, he's been pitching good. But recently, pitching pitching good. Tony Gonsolin for the Dodgers pitching good. Garrett Cole obviously went nuts on Saturday, one hundred thirty yeah. pitch complete game shutout. That was that was, you know, unbelievable. Uh, Wade Miley who was he just seems to always pitch pretty well. Just doesn't dominate guys. He just gets outs. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jake McGee for the yep. Giants pitching well. So those are some pitchers uh, to look out for as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, that Garrett Cole start man, that's that's a refreshing start for really any MLB pitcher to go that far and to want that game for your team. I mean, it's just you want that from any team in the league would want an ace like that, you know. So that's I, the
1: way it was supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's you still get that every once in a while. So, uh, but when you're an ace, that's what you gotta do.
0: Yeah, that's what I like to see. Uh, like I said, if every team could have a guy like that, that's that's ideal, you know have a guy that goes out there and says, this is my game, and they refuse to come out. It's really cool to watch. So to move on to the cold players of the week, number one, Nick Ahmed batted a .050 over the last week with a .050 slugging and a 145 OPS. Uh, number two, Whit Merrifield, a .050 average over the last week, with a .050 slugging and a .141 OPS. Number three, Gary Sanchez. After going on a complete tear, he's been ice cold. 0.095 average over the last week with a 238 slugging, a 478 OPS. On uh, number four, same boat. Uh, Starling Marte went on absolute tear for a while and, and has cooled off quite a bit. Uh, 100 average with a 100 slugging over the last week and a thir- uh excuse me a 317 OPS. And number five, George Springer. I guess having some trouble. Some excuse me some troubles since coming back from the injured list. Uh, 105 average over the last week with a 105 slugging and a 255 OPS. So that's the cold players for the week.
1: Yeah, some guys I want to throw, throw on there or add to that list. We had Tommy Edmond, struggling to late, and uh, Chris Fraley for the Mariners. Hmm. The two guys I just wanted to add to that. Uh, some pitchers who have been struggling, Nathan Ovaldi, Framner Valdez. I always mess up this guy's Albert Alo- Lozle for the Cubs, the pitcher.
0: Oh, I yeah, I don't know how to say, I don't know how to yeah, say his he's name. He's not been
1: pitching great. <laughs> yeah. um, Eric Fetty. And Josh Hader actually got beat up a little bit in his last couple of outings. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some guys to take note of um, on the pitching side who have been struggling. And then to get into, you know, or second to last thing of each episode is the injuries. The list is relatively short on the bad side, but we have one real bad one. But um, other than that, I mean, it was actually a relatively uh, good week in that, that, you know, aspect. Uh, We have Manuel Margot placed on the IL. We then had Sonny Gray on the il ryan weathers Hugh darvish aaron nola placed on the COVID il mm. uh alec bone played on, placed on the COVID il and then we had ronald acuna in uh, the 60-day l with a complete tear of his acl um and he'll be out nine to ten months and that is quite a shame for a braves team who was still trying to make up keeping with the, the playoff playoff run with a division uh go deep into the playoffs. Even next year for looking at uh, you know him to have a late start. Um, so it was just a terrible break for one of the you know top three or four best players in all the league and one of the biggest faces of, of the game. Yeah, um, so that's a shame that uh, we seen that. Um, and then especially for all the people who have him in fantasy as I did, that's really not good. <laughs> so hmm. uh, that was our big blow this week, uh, but otherwise the injuries were relatively short short list here and you got guys like Sonny Gray who it's a very minor injury and Nolan Bomer on the COVID which is more precautionary than it was you know they actually had it so that's relatively good news Then the good side of the injury news we had Freddie Galvis progressing Chris Sale continuing to progress they say you know eye-popping in his bullpen sessions Severino and Kluber are are closing in on on getting back to the mound more Severino than Kluber but you know they're getting better Hmm. Uh, Shane Bieber progressing as well Aloy okay. uh, Jimenez in a rehab assignment in Triple A just got called up to Triple A, so he'll be back probably two three weeks. He'll be back, which is a lot faster than they thought. Um, the Angels overall getting healthy. Justin Upton <clears throat> progressing. Rendon, who was placed on the IL again last week, is playing progressing. Mike Trout, obviously our biggest star, progressing. So if we lose Acuna, we at least need to get Trout back. Yeah. ASAP. Uh, yeah, sure. Carrasco for the Mets we haven't seen all year um, is actually. Uh, throwing the live hitters and, you know, starting to look pretty good and feel pretty good. Uh, we have uh, Jordan Hicks for the Cardinals. Miles Mikolas for the Cardinals. They are, you know, getting back on the mound, mound work and getting, you know, getting closer. Zach who who's placed in the IL a couple times now this year, a uh, young, young superstar or young talented pitcher for the Diamondbacks. You know, he's uh, starting to throw again and, and get back, get back going here. Um, and then uh, Mike Moustaka still feels some pain in his, um, I believe it was his heel. So he's still feeling some pain, but, um, Overall, they they feel um, that he is, is slowly progressing, but he does feel some pain. So we're still, you know, that's, jury's still out there for Mike Moustakis. Mm. But um, yeah, overall, I think the injuries, this was a, a relatively good week, other than Acuna. If you take Acuna out, his injury, I mean, this was a great week for the injury news. Lots yeah. of minor, small things, and a lot of the updates on the, on the bigger players.
0: Yeah, that really, really stunk with Acuna. Um, and you probably won't see him at the start of next year. You probably won't see him, uh, I mean if he if he really rushes and does well, you know, what, late April, May, you know, if he does really well in his recovery, but realistically May and if he has some setbacks or a setback, you know, you could see June, but I don't think it'll be that bad. Um but that one really that one really stung because it's an A C L and that you're out for the year, doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. Right. So completely
1: terrible. but hopefully he can come back and be uh, you know, it doesn't affect him. That's the thing you gotta worry about too. Hopefully it doesn't affect him you know, speed-wise or fielding-wise or, um, you know, feeling comfortable, power, or being as aggressive as he was. Mm-hmm. That could slow his whole game down. So hopefully he comes back and he's uh, uh, the same player or very, very, very similar player as he was. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, yeah, just a shame.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That one, again, he's one of the stars of the game. That's that's really not great.
1: Yeah, yeah. so our last bit here, we uh, as we always do, the trivia question. So, we're at the All-Star break. All-Star game, home run derby, so I want to keep it, rele- you know, relevant to that. So, uh, the trivia question is, who has the most RBIs pre-All-Star break in be history? And the All-Star game first All-Star game was 1933. <clears throat> so, you can imagine it's from 1933 on. And the record is Hank Greenberg in 1935 for the Detroit Lions. Uh, Detroit Tigers. <laughs> Lions. <laughs> but, um, he had 103 RBIs in 76 games leading up to the All-Star break. He ended up finishing that season with 170 RBIs. Jesus. Um, Second on that list is Juan Gonzalez in 1998 for the Texas Rangers. He had 101 RBIs in 87 games and ended up with 157 RBIs in a full season. So, uh, but the trivia question, most RBIs pre-All-Star break is Hank Greenberg with 103 in 1935, which is just incredible because – the records, is, I believe, 191, Hack Wilson. And in 76 games, Greenberg had 103. And, and back then, they played 154 games. You double his 76 games, it's 152 games. Mm. So that's about the, full, you know, just about the full season. He puts him on pace for 206 RBIs.
0: Yep. It's insane.
1: So, it's just incredible.
0: If he just stays on pace. If he just does what he, he just he, did. He blows it out of the water, almost. You yeah. know, with fi- 15 more RBIs or whatever it is. Yeah. You know?
1: So... That's incredible. That's incredible to have that many RBIs in a 76-game span. I Maybe mean, he just does it right. Yeah. He, he could not have another RBI, and it's a great season.
0: Yeah, really. For real.
1: Or he puts up a low season. It's low second half. He has like 20, 30. Very low second half. He's got 130 RBIs. That's incredible.
0: Yeah, that is a that is a an incredible season. Just yeah. about every year. Yep.
1: So that's just an uh, incredible, incredible stat to see. Um,
0: Almost unheard of, you know, anymore. You know, yeah. to have something like that.
1: Yeah, so uh, I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. That's why I wanted to bring that one up.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's a good one. I really thought it was Juan Gonzalez. I remember seeing that stat that he had over a hundred at the break. I'm like, well, that's got to be the record. <laughs> like, you know. But yeah, I guess Hank Greenberg, old guys, you know.
1: I remember, I remember seeing. I think it was two thousand or ninety eight or one of them All Star breaks. Also, games he had like Darren Erstad. Mm-hmm. I think he had like ninety six or ninety two at the All Star break, and he was a guy who really more towards the top of the lineup. Mm. Twitter, you know, something yeah. like that. And he had like 96 RBIs to also break for the Angels one year. And I was like, that's incredible.
0: It's making the most out of just about any opportunity that yeah. you get, you know, in the lineup. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: And then hitting home runs scoring yourself as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. So. It's amazing. You know, we have some guys in the league now that have put up a lot of RBIs, a lot of home runs. Look at Otani. You know, he's got 31 or something like that. He's so
1: 33 or something at this oh point. Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah, I can't even keep up. So, you yeah, got guys with some kind of cool stats this year too so it's not it's not like it's unheard of it's just something like that is uh i can't even imagine you know i i don't even know the last highest like like 130 rbi season was you know
1: well i think we ended up getting them. Like, mm. jose honest You, i think at like 129 2019.
0: Yeah, Adrian Gonzalez used to get him a lot. He used yeah. to have high RBI seasons. But
1: that's, you know, full season, you end up 120s, 130. That's a great season. Mm. This is 103 and a half a season.
0: Yeah, half that time, yeah, yeah.
1: So you put up as a normal season, normal second half, that's like 40, 50, and you're putting up 150 yeah. RBIs as a normal. So if you had a down second half, you're putting up 20, 30 RBIs, you still at 130, you're still leading the league.
0: Yeah, by probably a lot at that point, you know, with how seasons go anymore, so sure. pretty good. But, yeah, that's a, that's a good trivia question. It fits, obviously, with the All-Star thing we got going on here, the All-Star week. And I'm excited to watch the Home Run Derby. By the time, again, by the time you hear this, you'll already know who the winner was. You'll know the winner of the All-Star game and everything, and we'll already be looking forward to the trade deadline. So, um, But as of right now, we're going to enjoy this, and all baseball fans, uh, even if you're a moderate baseball fan, I feel like the Home Run Derby's fun for you, you know? So, so yeah, it's it'll be on here in uh, close to an hour, about 45 minutes it'll be on.
1: Yeah. And not for nothing, but this is where they, everyone always wanted it. Colorado.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you can really see some
1: And you got a lot of the big names that everyone always wanted. You got yeah. Tani, you got Gallo, you got Alonzo, uh Story. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a, you know, a guy that people want to see. Olson's a guy that he should be in there. Yeah. But I don't think he gets quite you know, quite the recognition he will after tonight, I think. I hope. Agree. Um so it should be a good show. Um then you got the All Star game tomorrow. Um, I think I think the AL wins the All-Star game. Yeah. Just looking at the NL roster or lineup. I mean, obviously they're both great. I just feel like the AL maybe has a slight upper hand. I don't know. I just thought the the lineup flowed nicer.
0: Yeah. The AL, Um, I think generally does have, at least historically, especially in the last like 20 years or so, the AL has a big advantage in, in the record. So, I mean, uh, you know, I think, I think you're right there.
1: Yeah. I think, I I think the AL wins it and I think it'd be like five to three. Yeah, that's and something, yeah. yeah. And as long as Otani doesn't give a run in his first inning or two and maybe gets a hit, he's MVP. That's just locked in. Yeah,
0: I think you're right. Yeah, um, yeah but, as long as he doesn't really F up, you yeah, know. Yeah,
1: he'll be, he'll be locked in there. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, excited to see some of the guys that you don't see, you know, much Adam Frazier to get his chance and Olsen to get in there and, and some pitchers, you know, some bullpen guys and – um, so it should be exciting to see. And just, you know, I always like seeing those guys get in there and get their chances and, and you show their stats for the year. And you got Adam Frazier batting 300. You're like, who the hell is this guy? And he's batting 300. He gets to show off a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's great for the game. And, you know, it's great for, uh, you know, fans and everybody just to see different, different people and just see uh, how much talent there is. Or just even some of these guys, you know, some of these guys are never going to be here again.
0: Yeah, so yeah, Just to show you how,
1: how good you could be that one year. Or how locked in you could be even for that one half year.
0: Mm-hmm. But yep. I was
1: locked in that one half year. I was all star.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, yeah. only, you know, I know guys opting out and stuff. So There's like thirty a team or something like that. Uh, yeah. But still, in the, in the grand scheme of things, you, you got to remember you got what twenty seven guys, twenty six guys on the active roster for every thirty every team, thirty mm-hmm. teams.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a lot of players.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. Absolutely. Plus the guys
1: that get up and down and injured and stuff like this. There's a lot of players for you to be, you know, one of after opt-outs and stuff, 60, 70 guys.
0: It's an honor. It should be an honor. It's, it's, you know?
1: it's, 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 unbelievable. Yeah. Especially when you look out and every position, it's got big names at it.
0: Yeah. Big you know, time. Tuve
1: and Trout and Acuna and, and, you know, uh, Donnie and, you know, Alonzo, you got so many superstars, like six, seven, eight, nine of them at each position.
0: Yeah. It's it's to hard to crack
1: into that for a year or break into that and be a, you know, a guy who kind of stole a spot is incredible.
0: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. They should be very proud, and uh, I'm sure they are. A lot of them. So, yeah, uh, good for them. I can't wait to watch, and uh, hopefully, may the best league win, and may the best man win for the home run derby. Yeah. So let's see how our predictions go when we yeah, when this I, goes live. I'm hoping
1: live. For Matt Olson. I love Matt Olson. Me too. I, I, I think just, I hope he, lets, he puts on a good show, just so people like, hey, they know this guy. I feel like he doesn't get quite the recognition. Um, so I think if he puts on a good show, he'll he'll put a good show for 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 Oakland. For the A's and you know their team, but also for himself.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be a good show regardless because there's a lot of good. I think this is one of the better home run derbies we've had, uh, as far as just the the talent field that's out there. I think this is gonna be really fun, and I it always is, but like I really do think this year is gonna be really good. Yeah. I, I have that feeling. So, um, with that, um, that's kind of all I have this week. Next week will come with uh, I'm sure there will be trade deadline rumors starting to spiral, and and uh, there will be. More baseball, and we'll start looking forward to this. is When you start looking at the standings, like really looking at the standings, so um got a lot to look forward to in baseball. But uh, that's kind of that's kind of all I got for this episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Hey, you know, I, I believe it was Bill Parcells. You 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 are what your record says you are. Mm-hmm. Well, it's part of the year where you are. A month in, two months in, you get to, even before the All Star break, you get a hot little bit, and change your record. But by the All Star break, halfway through the season. You kind of you you are what your record are. You know mm-hmm. that year you're you're only so good. And teams get hot and teams get cold, and that changes. But for the most part, you are that.
0: Yeah, yep. When,
1: when you break it all down, you, that's what you are. Uh, other than a hot streak or a cold streak here and there, you're if you're a 500 team it'll also break. you pretty much a 500 team the whole year.
0: Yep, yep. And there's a lot of teams that have to do a lot of inward looking at this point. So, so we'll see what happens the rest of the year. Uh, the second half can can cause a lot of mayhem too. So yeah. you never you never know you Especially never know.
1: Also, games you never know. You got a guy like Adam Frazier walks in that locker room and he walks over there and he's going talking to, you know, who knows who he's talking to. He, mm. He's talking to the Mets or something. He's like, hey, you know what? Uh, yeah, you you guys need someone. Yeah, yeah. Plant uh, a little
0: seed, you know. Yeah,
1: because then all of a sudden he's going to talk to you know you never know. Mm-hmm. You never know. You you know if if someone comes to the AL and is talking to Atani, it's like, hey, you guys really need to trade for somebody. You know, I I'm out there. Mm-hmm. Tony goes to the Angels. like, hey, we should go get this guy. They're gonna, they're gonna give a hell to go get him.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed.
1: So you never know how these conversations go and what what could change. All of a sudden, they become best friends, and there you go. Mm-hmm. So it's it's we'll see. It's always it's always intriguing things and always small things you always can think about mm. stuff like this. You see what the NBA. Guys say, Dolly, like, hey, yeah. come trade for me and they actually get fined for it.
0: I was going to say, yeah, they're be- the NBA is actually like, hey, I'll I'll go play for you guys. Yeah, and they get fined for it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you can you see that there's, there's you know, what they call tampering. Yeah, so the it,
0: conversations <laughs> definitely happen. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine they don't. Yeah, you're so. a big guy
1: on a team and you go tell them to go try to go. They're going to give a hell to go get them.
0: Sure, so yeah.
1: It, it's it's just a crazy time and, you know, all of a sudden a couple blockbuster trades get made or a big guy gets traded and it just things get crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yep, so look forward to the second half, and uh, and uh, like I said, that's kind of all I got. So if that's all you got too, then I guess we'll wrap this one up. Yeah, that's it. All right, well, uh, thank you guys for listening. You can catch this podcast on Google Podcasts as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMikeLapree. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLapree.
1: And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FDubs10.
0: You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at Screwball Pod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at Screwball Pod. No e Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week.
1: Yep. Take care.